if you aren't always saying like, I, I got this guys, no, I know what the right thing is to do because that's only going to last so long. When you make a decision that, that, that is clearly the wrong one, the team will start to doubt like, boy, he's really confident. But I remember when he, he was super confident before and he made a, a wrong call. So I think to, to lead with humility and to not always feel the pressure to have the right answer, but to have confidence in the team and to have skill set and facilitating conversation that will lead to a decision that everybody can own. You're listening to the Lippert Academy for Leadership podcast, a show where we invite leaders to have courageous conversations about the journey of leadership, work, and culture. Let's go. So, Trace, I'm curious, just in general, you know, what are some of the things that have been on your mind or on your heart as a leader lately? Like, what have you been rolling around in your head or thinking about or find yourself sort of bringing up and talking a lot about? And it can be, it can be anything. It can be philosophical, theoretical, practical, how your organization operates. Here's what I, and I kind of alluded to it earlier, and I, I would coach on this, um, and I coached on this, especially LCI, from experience. So it wasn't just theoretical because I knew it was a very real challenge. But now being thrust back into um, the type of leadership role I'm in, it is so easy as a leader to get buried in the logistics of surviving the day. Um, Just surviving the day. And you know what? Like I said earlier, you can get to the end of your day and have spent all of your time. If you're familiar with the four quadrants of urgent and important, then, then you, you know this. Franklin Covey does some stuff with this. It's, a, it's an Eisenhower decision matrix thing. If, if you don't know what that is, look it up. It's great. We have an earlier podcast from this season on it. Okay. But it really is so easy to get buried in the logistics of surviving the day because every day brings its own set of problems. I mean, very often I'll go into my day thinking I know what my schedule is going to be. <laughs> And by the end of the day, it's, it's something drastically different. And I love that. I love being in a position where I can help people make progress on maybe problems they're experiencing or barriers that are in their way. I, I love that because you, you see that it's helpful to people, that they're actually able to take some steps in their own jobs and their own life when you, when you can help them with that. But if you're not careful, um, it's easy to spend so much of your time in that quadrant one, the urgent and important, that you can get a week, two weeks, a month, a year, whatever it is, into this thing and actually have not made any real progress on some of your most important goals, whatever they are, to actually help the organization make progress. And if you as a leader aren't helping the organization take steps in some direction, um, who else is going to do it? Like nobody else is going to do that. That responsibility falls on you as a leader. I know it depends on, on uh, maybe what position you hold, but we know leadership isn't a position. Everybody can, can take some sort of level of responsibility in helping to advance their team, even if it's just a couple people that you lead. Like You can help advance your team forward, but if you're not careful, you can get caught up in the day-to-day logistics and decision-making, and you will actually get to the end of your day and feel really productive it feels good. It feeds that portion of your brain where you're just, you're doing stuff and it feels great. But then you realize after a, a little bit of length of time that, huh, I, uh, I don't know how much actual progress we've made. We've put out a lot of fires, but I don't know that, that we've actually moved anywhere. So that's been on my mind a lot because it's so easy to get it caught up in it as a leader when so many things are coming, coming your direction. Um, that's something that's been on my mind a lot. And I actually ha- actually have to intentionally carve out time on, on those um, not urgent but important things. 
Like, what am I going to do in my week? I need to at least carve out, I don't know, like 20% of my time. It's not a huge percentage of time, maybe 10, maybe the best I can strive for is five in a given week. Like I I have to schedule that because if I don't schedule it, the time just goes away. And then I get to the end of the day. And even though I feel great, I don't have the energy to to do anything other than go home, be with family, get some sleep and just attack the, the day again tomorrow. So that's been on my mind a ton. And then aside from that, you know, actually today, um, when we when we get off of this this call, I've got a call with the the our team, and we're actually going through this OGSM planning process, which stands for Objectives, Goals, Strategies, and Measures. Yeah. We have someone from our uh, project management office uh, who's incredible and who's going to walk us through that. And nice. you know, because what I found in, in my role too is like I think well through PowerPoint and I strategize well through PowerPoint. So like when I when I can carve out that those little buckets or a little block of hours, you know, I'll build a PowerPoint and like where are we going? And then it's funny, like six months, eight months, 12 months later, you pull it out and you're like, oh my God, look, we're actually doing some of this stuff. This is awesome. But you haven't looked at the, like I haven't looked at it in 12 months, you know? And so what I'm really excited about this process is that it's going to put it in sort of a, a framework and a structure that we can recalibrate on monthly as a team to see how are we actually doing achieving some of our objectives and our strategies. And then once we're achieving those, like then I know as a leader too, like, okay, well, what's next? How do we evolve? How do we grow? How do we innovate? What's the next step of all of this? And so to your point, I think carving out that time is important. And then once you start to do that and you get a rhythm of it, then the next step is how can you create some sort of process it's integrated into a regular cadence so that that sort of strategic planning and execution has this natural ebb and flow to it, which I think is important and so challenging. Yep. That's well said. The other piece is I think it's very normal for any leader to feel the pressure of wanting to prove their competence, especially to their team. And that leads to any number of, of behaviors that I think on the surface, we would all say, that's not good. Like, don't, don't let that impact your decision-making or how you behave as a leader. But as a human being, it actually is a very real battle. I think that a lot of leaders, not all leaders, but a lot of leaders have to fight. And it's this, I want my team to have trust in my decision-making. I want my team to trust my competence. I want my team to um, have confidence in my capability. And so any number of situations that you face, there is a pressure, and I think it's a good pressure. There's a pressure to know the right answer, to be able to um, be the person that makes the right call and knows what the right call is all the time. And because so, people are looking to you to make the answer, uh, to, to make the decision, to have the right answer. And I think oftentimes as a leader, there's, there's a situ, there'll be situations where it's like, you know, what, I don't necessarily know what the right call is. I know that there's, I'm pretty confident there's two or three options we have here that we could pick one of those. And I know, you know, two to three of them. I might not know exactly what the, the one is that we should select, but you feel a pressure to, I need to pick the one and I need to be confident in it. And I need to present myself as this is the right call and this is the right answer. And I think that a leader's ability to, to facilitate good conversation with their team and actually admit, hey, guys, I'm not exactly sure what the right call is here, but I'm confident that we can figure it out together. I know what questions to ask, right? I know um, how to navigate a conversation to facilitate some conversation to make the right call. 
I think that at the end of the day is where a leader can build some of some some deepest levels of trust. If you're if you aren't always saying like I, I got this, guys. No, I know what the right thing is to do because that's only going to last so long. When you make a decision that, that that is clearly the wrong one, the team will start to doubt. Like, boy, he's really confident. But I remember when he he was super confident before, and he made a, a wrong call. Um, so I think to to lead with humility and to not always feel the pressure to have the right answer, but to have confidence in the team and to have skill set and facilitating conversation that will lead to a decision that everybody can own. Because at the end of the day, most decisions, I might make a call, but I, I'm not the only one that has to execute on that. Like multiple people are going to have to own that. So the more I can involve a team in decisions like that, in conversation, even if at the end of the day, I have to make the call, I can arrive at it in such a way where the team's involved and it's collaborative and everybody will own it. And, uh, and, and I don't just come across as being the arrogant guy that's so confident that he acts like he always knows what he's doing all the time. It's okay to not be like that. It really is. So uh, that's the other thing that's been on my mind. And I have to fight it in me because my tendency is to say, I got this. Nope. I know what the right thing is. I, I got this. And even if I'm right, honestly, even if I'm right, like this is the right call, the trust that's built by uh, doing it in a collaborative nature and the ownership that you'll get from doing it with the team is essential to being able to execute whatever decision that, that you make for whatever your uh, goal is that you're trying to accomplish. So those are the two things. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. And you know, I've learned a lot from Clark Lee, who's the defensive coordinator in football. And that's one of, you know, one of the roles I get as mental performance coach for football and you know it's so fascinating like pre-game a lot of times he'll say to the guys like the defense listen guys you're gonna make some mistakes out there today just release it and refocus he's like I'm gonna make some mistakes today because we're gonna be having to call plays but we're I'll make adjustments as we go so let's just everybody understand you know there, there's gonna be some highs there's gonna be some lows let's give each other some grace and let's just keep executing and so like in that moment where like you don't have time to collaborate like there is no collaboration there's call comes in from the box people have to execute I think just his like saying hey guys I'm not perfect either and right. So when I tell you, I don't expect you to be perfect. He's modeling that in his own, in his own leadership. And I just think it's so powerful because then the guys know like, man, if, if coach makes a mistake, like he knows it, we know it, like, let's forget it, forgive and move on because we got another play coming at us quickly. And so you know, while our lives, I don't think operate that quickly, although at Lippert, I would argue that it does. And, you know, among the, the heat of COVID, when all like decisions were getting made and changed literally every two hours and sometimes before that, you know, that that was sort of, you know, our leaders here, Jason and Ryan and, you know, the, the others as our senior leadership team who were making all these calls, like that's how I felt. Like they were calling in the plays and we were executing. And then it was like, oh crap, that's wrong. Do this instead. We're like, and we're doing this, you know? And there was just this, never this hesitation because you knew that they're doing the best they can with what the information that they have. And I think to your point, that open communication with your people of just, you know, setting the stage for what the reality of the situation in front of you is, and then running together towards that, I just think liberates people to not get caught up in ego or in, oh, well, this was right, this was wrong. Like all this, the pettiness that can exist. We don't have time for it, right? Like decision-making, like what we're doing as organizations, whatever your goal is, is too important to get bogged down by that crap, right? And, you know, if we make a mistake, let's learn from it, let's have grace with each other and let's move on and be more effective. 
Otherwise, you can get bogged down in things that just don't allow you to be an effective organization or team. It's really well said. And then I think that goes to building your team, you know, yep. and, and hey, who needs to be on the team and who needs to be off the team? And yep. you coach them up or you coach them out because yep. that's the kind of thing that just undermines team culture, organization, cultural, objective effectiveness, you yep. know, and, and you, like you said, you don't have time for it. Like the work that we're doing, the work that you're doing is too important in the world. Right. It, to, to have to deal with all of that, you know, and there's some, cause you just gotta, I mean, it's part of leading people, right? People yeah. aren't machines, but ultimately I think that you, you, that that's critical to leading highly effective teams. Yes. Well said. Trace, well, our time is coming to a close. And one of the things, as you well know, that we always do on this podcast is leave our listeners with some high performance leadership training. So I would love to hear from your perspective, what is something that we as leaders can be doing or or could do this week to grow in our leadership capability? Great question. Uh, (laughs) Well, I always advocate for self-assessment. And what I'm about to say comes from self-assessment. So that's like pillar number one. Like at the end of your day as a leader, are you carving out any time for self-assessment? And maybe it's not every day. Maybe it's every week. Maybe it's on a Friday or or whatever your cadence of it is, self-assessment. What did I do that was pretty good this week or today? Uh, Where could I have been better? What did I learn? I mean, some of that's the well, better learned exercise that we've done before. So that's kind of the foundation. Uh, So even running just a personal well, better learned from your day or from your week, But then going back to what we talked about earlier, um, if you're self-assessing well, if you want your team to be as healthy, as as effective as it can be, even though it feels good to kind of be the hub of the wheel making all the decisions, the most effective teams are filled with people who have the confidence and the competence to make decisions themselves. And they'd either make the same decision you would or they'd make a better decision because they're closer to the information. So what are you doing to help build the competence of your team so that they can make good decisions. And for some people, that's where you need to focus. You need to build their competence, um, their expertise. For other people, you might need to build their confidence. And maybe that comes from, do they have the clarity that they need to have to make the right call? Do they have clarity of what the goals are? Do they have clarity on what our labor percentage needs to be? Do they have clarity on how we're trying to position our financials? Do they have clarity on how we're trying to accomplish our um, output number at the end of the day? Like, so clarity and competence, technical competence and like organizational team clarity, both of those two pillars are huge when it comes to people having the confidence they need to make decisions. So I would, I would just run through every person on your team, whether it's one person or whether it's 50 people, I don't know. And ask yourself, um, how's this person's decision-making and when was the last decision I saw them make? Boy, it's been a while, huh? I wonder why it's been a while. Is it because I haven't put them in a position to make a decision, make a call? Okay, if I haven't done that, why? Or maybe I am allowing them to make decisions, um, but ah, they just seem hesitant. They just seem hesitant. They're always asking me what I would do, or maybe maybe you should make the call. Why is that? So um, I would say as as a leader, self-assess. How are you positioning your people to make good decisions? And if they're not, what do you need to do to help them get there through their confidence, uh, their competence, their expertise? Um, maybe it's bringing them clarity on, on how to make the right call too. So that's kind of high level um, how to drive high performance with your team because everybody's got to make good calls. The team only gets better when, when more people are making better decisions. I love that. 
Trace, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your juice. Gets me backed up here uh, today get, to get going. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you for, for having a heart to lead well, to, to build leadership and culture within your organization. Again, if there's anything that we can do to come alongside of you here at the Lippert Academy for Leadership, we would certainly be honored and privileged to do so. Again, through keynote speaking, training, uh, some trusted advising, even just consulting on you know what you're doing from a leadership standpoint, from a culture standpoint, from a community service standpoint. Please just reach out to us directly. Academy at LC I won the number one.com. Just get in touch and see where you are and, and how we might come alongside of you on that journey. Thank you so much for tuning in. You've been listening to the Lippert Academy for Leadership podcast, and we will see you next time. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast belong solely to the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the view or mission of Lippert Components Inc. Thanks to Eternity Bro for our theme music and to Michael Yoder and the amazing team over at Truthwork Media. Thanks for listening. Thank you.